Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. Life We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to Life Tips Show. I'm here with uh, George Brescia. George, welcome. Well, well, thank you for welcoming me. How are you? I am just fine. Thanks for being on the Life Tips Show today. Appreciate it. You're the author of a new book, Change Your Clothes, Change Your Life. Love the title. Well, yes, and you have to say the other part, Change Your Clothes, Change Your Life, because you can't go naked. <laughs> well, that would be a very long change of clothes, technically, I guess. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and and that can happen, I might add. <laughs> well, that's Tell a whole us a little bit about... Possibly a whole other show. <laughs> The book is, of course, a personal lifestyle and fashion book, and we're really excited and honored to have you on the show today. Now, I know you're a 25-year veteran of the fashion world. Um, how does one find an interest and dive into a fashionista career like you have? Tell us a little bit about how you got into it. Well, uh, I've always loved uh, clothes and, and, and fashion and, and how it affects the way that you look. And uh, I worked as a salesperson at Ralph Lauren when I was very young and worked my way up through the ranks and traveled the country uh, being the liaison between design and retail, doing trunk shows and events in all the stores and um, and working for corporate. That was really fun. And then I took the other side of the business after that, went to Tommy Hilfiger on the wholesale side and designed showrooms and worked in the marketing and advertising for um, Tommy Hilfiger, doing all the model selections and catalogs for all of the people that carried the clothing line, um, as well as open stores for them as well. And then went on my own uh, about seven years ago, um, always having my own personal clients that I dress, and getting into um, a lot of on-camera work, uh, which I do all the time, on red carpets, on television shows, talking about styles and trends. And, uh, you know, I just love it. I, I, I really do. It, it, I'm very passionate about it. And it just, it, I have a great time with it. So it's a lot of fun. I want to go back to your early days of, of getting into fashion, not necessarily at, at, at Ralph Lauren, but just in general, in, in having this appreciation for fashion. Um, did that start at a very young age for you? Were you, were you clipping out magazine clips and gathering things and, and really getting into it deeply? You know, tell, tell us about how that, that, that people that on the street began. asking what they were wearing. Um, my mom uh, was very into it, um, and uh, my parents are very young parents. And my mom had me when she was 16. My dad was 18. So we all kind of grew up together. And my mother was always involved in fashion and um, at one point opened up her own clothing store. So uh, in West Hartford, Connecticut. And uh, I was very involved, you know, in that with her and became very inspired by it. Hmm. Very interesting. I actually lived in Hartford in the, in the late 80s. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of interesting. I was working for Arthur Anderson in the Gold Building, and um, and uh, oh, sure, bought a lot sure, of clothes. Sure. I bought a lot of clothes in the Hartford area. I was really into no, fashion a bit myself, no. and and yeah, <laughs> that's more Tryon downtown, and of course West Farm Mall, and that's about it. Exactly, I know it wasn't a lot, but I was really into it at the time. It was my first job out of college, working for Arthur Anderson, and I uh, oh, I really cool. uh, began began interest in. in in fashion, uh, and you know, not crazy stuff, but just just the appreciation. But tell us where you've sort of 
bridge this gap between fashion, you know, and what you wear and how it makes you feel. Tell us a little bit about that discovery and what you've seen really in working with some pretty powerful people and helping to, uh, to, to step them up into the fashion world. What do you see? What's your insight there? Well, you know, the thing is, is that what I realized even as a salesperson uh, when I was working um, in these clothing stores and the Ralph Lauren and, and, and you know, at, in other places, that, you know, you, it was really cool to be dressing people um, and watch them discover themselves when they were putting things on, you know, that really looked really great on them, right? Because it's, it's all about knowing what, you, what looks good on you, what colors look good on you, what silhouettes, and watching people discover themselves really inspired me because it's really helped to change their whole outlook on the way they saw themselves and therefore, you know, how they would um, carry themselves in the world. And it's just, it's, it's such a powerful thing. And I was very, very inspired by that. I also work with a lot of people in show business and, you know, in show business, you, it's such a big part of, of the business, whether you're doing an audition and you walk into a room and and you walk into the room and you have the casting directors and everyone's there and, you know, they judge you by what you look like. They make a decision. Are you this part? Do you look like this? Right. And so I started to think about that's really how life is. You know, we walk around and when people see people that they don't know, and even sometimes that they do know, they look and they make a story in their head like that. It happened in like 15 seconds. This has been proven, actually. So I want you to win at that game and have people see you the way that you want to be seen, which is a very powerful thing. And that really inspired me, um, that, and just really wanting to empower women um, with this book. Hmm, interesting. Now, how much of this is really coming from the inside? I want to give you and try to explain that question. So there's this concept of sort of what looks good on you, you know, brown hair and therefore brown, you know, things that match your physique, right? right there's also right, a concept right. of fashion for the sake of how you feel wearing something, right? So on two extremes, we've got sophisticated Sally, you know, versus flamboyant Freddie. You know, these are two different personalities of how they feel about themselves. Doesn't fashion in general need to align with how they feel themselves? And, and, and isn't that the well, match? that's exactly that... my point. Yeah. So okay. here's what I always say. If you wake up in the morning and you go to your closet, man or woman, doesn't matter, and you open the closet and you go, oh, God, I hate my clothes. I don't know what to wear today. Oh. And think that you're going to go out in the world and have an amazing day or if you're in an office and you have a presentation that day, you think your presentation's going to go well, or a lunch with a very important client meeting or an event that night, it doesn't work like that. It's like two things that are opposing each other. You want to open that closet and look at those clothes and think, wow, I love what's in here. Okay, what am I going to wear today? What do I have going on? What do I want to say to the world? What's, what's happening? Because when the stakes are high, we instinctively do it, right? If you know you're going on a job interview, you're going to take the time you pull out something, you're going to feel and look amazing. And why? Because you want the job. You want to be perceived well. Well, why not be conscious about that all the time? I call it conscious dressing, right? I call it the secret language of clothing. Your clothes speak before you do. So you might as well have them say what you want them to. I love that, by the way, conscious dressing. Very interesting. Now, how, how important is, is brand building from, from a, a clothing 
manufacturer's perspective, not so much a manufacturer, but a brand, you know, Gucci, Fendi, Fendi, Prada, you know, Chanel, you know, how important is brand to them in shaping who we are and how we feel about ourselves with regards to wearing, say, a Chanel handbag when, when a woman is going out for an evening? I mean, is there an alignment with the brand, uh, you know, in our women? I mean, to buy of course, right? This is how people yep. make, this is why, you know, every brand is supposedly different, right? This is what differentiates um, one brand from the other. And, you know, um, some people are terrific at it and their businesses are very successful and, and some people aren't so terrific at it and, you know, and their business isn't successful. I always say, you know, I feel like you learn, you can, I mean, if on that level, this is, that's a little advanced to me, but we can talk about that. I think that certain brands are like going to, you go to different brands for different things, right? So you go to the butcher for meat, you go to the fresh market for produce, you go to the bakery for breads and baked goods, right? So you go to, you know, Jill Sander for very clean lines, very simple, very minimal, right? You go to Chanel for very, you know, sort of um, sophisticated, um, elegant, regal. You might go to, you know, um, Comte de Garçon for very sort of, uh, you know, edgy and a little bit more, you know, um, you know, or, or, or Jean-Paul Gaultier for maybe a little more rock and roll, a little bit more, you know, frivolous. So each designer sort of has something that they sort of hopefully will specialize in, which draws you to that. But see, I like you to take those things, whatever that designer does, and have in your closet from those people the things that look good on you or your body with your skin tone or your eye color, your hair color. In other words, the compliment that you always want to hear is, oh, my God, you look amazing in that jacket. You never want to hear, oh, I love your jacket. Who cares if they love your jacket? If it doesn't look good on you, it doesn't matter, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about a, <clears throat> about you know both the positive, really the psychology of fashion a little bit and try to dig, in, dig, dig into some better understanding there. So there's certainly a positive side to fashion and that, that you know, uh, wearing great clothes and, and, and trying to build this wonderful new, you know, image of yourself by what you wear is fabulous and positive. But there is a negative side to fashion in the sense that a lot of people are addicted to shopping and making purchases for the sake of it and, and filling their closets, you know, with, with, with immense riches of, of things. And that can lead to, uh, you know, often theft with, with uh, you know, the pressure to buy and always wear new jewelry and or debt, you know. So, this is a powerful psychology. Wouldn't you agree with that? And, and what's your take on those extremes of positive and negative? Well, of course, there's extremes on everything in life, right? So there's extremes in mm-hmm. eating, there's extremes in drinking. Everybody has, you know, vices and, you know, and things that they do. The way I feel about it is this. That's why I called the title of the book what I did. You are required to wear clothing by law. So because of that, it might as well be clothing that makes you feel good and clothing that says to the world what you want to. And it comes at your price point, right? So if you're going to H&M or Target or JCPenney, or if you're going to Bergdorf Goodman or Bloomingdale's or Neiman Marcus, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know what you look good in, and you know what colors you look good in, and you know what you want to say to the world. You can shop anywhere, and you're shopping with a point of view, and you're shopping, you know, with a purpose. It's very different than mm-hmm. unconscious dressing or shopping, going into a store and just buying something for the sake of buying something. You know, that's a whole sort of different thing. You know, of course it exists, but I think it exists 
in any arena. So for me, I like to concentrate on you, you got to put something on your body and might as well be something that's going to say to the world what you want it to say. What, what percentage of the population do you think really understands the power of fashion? Of course, this is why you wrote your book, and hopefully everyone will read it. <laughs> but do you think that it's a real minority of people that understand the power of fashion and how it can change your brand, brand me and your image? I feel like, honestly... I feel like everybody understands it again. And the reason that I feel that way is because when the stakes are high, people rise to the occasion when they go to a wedding, when they go to a job interview, when they, when it's important, a parent teacher conference, um, you know, anything that's important to them in their life, they, they will have the suit that looks good on them or that they at least feel good in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if it's a woman, the, the dress, or the outfit, like when it's important, they do it. So I feel like in the, they have some kind of under, everyone has some kind of understanding of it. I think some people just implement it more than others. And for the people that don't and want to, it's kind of like you're exercising that muscle. It's like going to the gym. When you first go to the gym, it's really painful. It really hurts and you're getting in shape. And then, you know, but you know, you want to be fit. You know, you want to feel good. You know, you want to be healthier. You know, you want to have a more, a feeling life and, and, and the more fit you are, the easier it is to do that. So it has an aesthetic value as well, but most importantly, it's about a mental value because you're really taking time for yourself. See, that's the whole thing for me. It's all about self-love, right? It's about being conscious and caring enough about yourself each day to take the time to say, hey, you know what? I care about me. I want to feel good today. I want to get out into the world and have an amazing day and bring the things into my life that I want to the partner that I want to, you know, the house that I want to, the job that I want to, the things that I really want to have in my life. And you can only do that by being conscious. And, and, it's, and it's true in everything, right? How you dress, how what your exercise is, what you eat, you know, sort of like how you conduct your life. And I think it's really all sort of like a, a, a whole package. It's a lot of work to keep up with fashion, where it's going, what are the latest trends. Where do you keep up with fashion and, and how do you translate that to, to your customers? Um, I love that question. I get that question a lot. Trends and how do I keep up? Honestly, I don't really feel, you know, I, I, keeping up with the trends. I'm not, I'm not so, I'm not so keen on trends. I'm, I'm more about like what people look great in. And then I think that the trends kind of automatically happen because when you go shopping that season or, you know, that, you know, that time, like if you were to go out shopping now, there are certain things that are out in the marketplace, right? We're seeing you have a you know you have for men it's like a flat front pant things are, are a little bit more fitted you're not really it's hard to find the baggy suit with the pleated pant because there's just a lot of designers aren't making it and I think that what happens is you take the trends that you take if you know what looks good on your body the trends will automatically happen so for example if you're you know being a woman right even if the skirts are really short but you don't feel like you have great legs then you're not going to wear a short skirt, you know, but maybe you have like a great back and great arms or you're wearing a backless dress or a sleeveless dress to show off your arms. I, always, I talk about in the book like knowing what your assets are and what your challenges are and then shopping that way that will sort of um, having your order of what you need to. And with regard to trends, then I think the trends automatically happen. So, for example, to... You know, like right now, black and white graphic is a, is a, is a trend for fall, and that happens to look really great on brunettes. If a 
a very fair-haired, you know, redhead or blonde, sometimes black women like to be a little overpowering, you know, so maybe that's not a trend that they're going to go for. But it happens to be as well that pastels are a trend for fall in fall fabrics like cashmere and wool and pastel colors, which look really good on the blondes and, and redheads. So maybe they're going to be attracted to that. And then the brunettes are wearing the black and white and both are in trends for the season. Does that make sense? It does indeed. A great, great insight there too. More personality matching than, than, you know, market trends. Don't wear clothes for the sake of, of wearing a really good insight. Thanks much. You know, the fashion industry lost a mogul with Joan Rivers and, and her incredible show, Fashion Police, which might sound strange to some of the listeners, but I was actually a big fan of that show and watched it with my wife. Um, <clears throat> What's your take on that and how important her show was to just bringing insights and, and thoughts to the fashion community and in, 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 in having a stage to, to talk and discuss about the fashion and how it jived with personalities? Um, what, what's your take on that and, and, of course, the famous Joan Rivers? First of all, I loved her. And I, knew her. <laughs> um, and I just thought she was great. What I thought what was so cool about what Joan did was, you know, um, so 25 years ago, you know, 30 years ago, um, people used to go to the awards, a lot of them, and there really was not a red carpet, right? They used to get out of the car and go into the building. Um, there would be some press coverage, obviously, but it was not what it turned into, and she did that. You know, she really did. She single, and, and people will say that. She kind of single-handedly did that. And then, of course, what was really cool was she caused people to laugh at themselves. You know, the, the disasters, mm-hmm. what we call on the red carpet. And people used to say, oh, I'm nervous because I know Joan's going to be watching me. I wonder what she's going to say about my dress. And, you know, she used a lot of comedy and, 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 and laughing at ourselves, which I think is really cool. Um, and I also think it's really cool that she's kind of, it's a, it, was a, it turned into a great way for designers um, you know, to be seen in a way that maybe they weren't seen. Like, maybe a lot of people didn't even know who Christian Dior was. And, you know, because Charlie Theron would be wearing Christian Dior on the red carpet a lot, then people got to know about Christian Dior. Or maybe, like, a new designer, you know, someone up and coming. You know, a lot of celebrities would sort of take that moment to be able to show off that designer on the red carpet, which I think is really cool. So it became an opportunity to um, show the world, you know, um, about some fashion and new designers and maybe designers they hadn't heard of. And again, and talk a little bit about trend and in hair and in makeup and, you know, really, uh, and, and it's fun. And right. Cause it's like, you know, there's fantasy and there's aspiration. So it, um, it really has so many different elements to it that make it fun. And, and I think fashion should be fun and style should be fun. So Joan was really good at that. And she was also good at, at making us laugh at it and not take it so seriously. Wonderful. So great to get your insights. Great to have you on the show, George. Let's take a quick station break, everybody, back in just a few minutes. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. George, welcome back. Thank you. So great to have you on the show today. So we're we're I really appreciate really it. having fun talking to you. <laughs> it's it's just it's fun to talk about fashion. It really is. I mean, how can anybody not have fun talking about? Well, you're fashion asking really good questions. I have to say, I'm very impressed, Byron. <laughs> well, let's talk about another question, and that is, you know, how do you get started loving fashion and appreciating it, and and, and understanding what it can do for you? What do you what's the right move out there? For, for so many people that might be listening in that have not really dove in deeply to this topic and surfaced with great clothes and a great look that reflects who they are. How do you get started? I think a great thing to do is, um, you know, sort of sit down, get out your notepad, kind of take a little inventory of your life, you know, and look at your job and what it is and what it entails in terms of what kind of clothing you need to wear, what your lifestyle really is, you know, how social are you, how much do you go out, how many events do you go to, how casual are you, and sort of think about, like, how you can sort of step up your game. And then it's really great to kind of go to your closet and start to analyze what's in there. And it's much easier than it sounds. Um, one thing that I like to do, and I tell my clients, if they can't have me, um, then they, they, they can rent a George. We talk about rent a George in the book. And that could be a best friend or, you know, a family member, but it's someone who has objectivity and go through everything in your closet and look at what you get compliments on. You know, oh, you look great in that color. Oh, I love that jacket on you. Oh, I love that dress on you. I love that suit on you. And that will start to let you know what you look good in because you're going to see what colors it is. You know, these things are what kind of fit it is. Is it a slim fit? Is it a baggy fit? Like you can sort of look at it and it will start to tell you the things that you look good in and put those 
things to one side in your closet. And then you can expand on that, right? And to learn, you know, and, and, and buy more things in those colors and those kinds of silhouettes, as well as, um, um, you know, kind of then maybe getting magazines. I love to do that. And like we talked about getting pair seats and looking at people the way that you sort of like the way that they look, a hairstyle that you might like, a, a watch that you like, a pair of shoes that you like, a jacket that you like, and start to make like a collage of those things or just a folder filled with those um, with those kinds of pictures and start to put together, you know, a closet that's going to be filled with things that A, bring you pleasure and B, you know are going to look good on you based on past experience and sort of expanding on that. And then there's all kinds of ways of like once you get into the store, I talk about you know, um, getting something like a skirt, for example, and trying to pair it up with several different things in the store to see how versatile it's going to be in your wardrobe. Um, and making a list when you go shopping of things that you need to once you've gotten rid of things in your closet so you're going shopping with a purpose rather than just going into a store and being completely overwhelmed. So, you know, you can take baby steps and then you, you become more involved and more involved and then, you know, it just it sort of grows from there. As you're building your... your, your uh your vault of wonderful clothes that express yourself. I'm wondering if you tend to buy things that match your wardrobe and your color scheme and the general look that you've sort of landed on, or whether you tend to disregard that matchmaking process and just buy things you love individually, even if you don't have something that you could, quote, wear with it. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And I have to say, honestly, I find that when people do that, Unless they're like a really good um, stylist, it's problematic because it ends up kind of sitting in their closet. And what I always hear from people are, oh, I bought this, I loved it in the store, but I don't know what to do with it. And then I will go into their closet and I'll put like eight different outfits with it. And they'll go, oh, wow, I never thought of that. So that's what I was saying earlier. I think if you can do that in the store, if you find something you love in the store, right? And you're like, oh my God, I love this stuff. This is so amazing. Style it out in the store, and if you can't do it by yourself, then get help from a salesperson. Say, what are the outfits that I can do with this jacket? Can you show me like four or five different options? And then you're going to know, and maybe you're not going to buy everything in the store. You're just going to buy the jacket, but you're going to do something similar with the clothes that you have in your closet. So I think that's a good way to go. Yeah. Let's talk about buying in a store, which which we'll we'll, we'll leave that topic. We'll we'll talk about buying online next. But let's talk about buying in a store. So. Maybe it's me, but you know I have um, you know a, a pretty good fashion sense, I would think. But when I go into a store, I'm typically greeted by salespeople that don't ask me questions, don't ask me what I like and don't like before they start prescribing. They just want to go right at the prescription. This is new. Check this out. Do you like this? Don't you think that's totally the wrong tactic that you should get to know your customer and ask their likes and dislikes? Or do you think that it is an obligation for a salesperson to, to push and prescribe? Well, I think it's very interesting. Honestly, I think I live in Boston. I love. And I find in that city, I don't know what it is. I do think that there are lots of really um, accomplished salespeople that really take their uh, jobs very seriously. And would have really are like style experts in some of the stores, um, which mm -hmm. I, I just want to acknowledge that in that city. But having said that, yeah, I agree with you. No, no, no. I consult with some companies and I will talk to and give talks on um, how to work with customers because it's the same thing for 
me. The difference is that, you know, I'm not working for the store, but I need to know about someone before I address them. And I think it's very important for the salespeople to find out some information before they just start showing people clothing and what they like and what's mm-hmm. great in the store. It's like, hey, Byron, how you doing? What's going on today? Or what's your name? And you say, oh, no, I'm George. Hi, nice to meet you. So what can I do for you today? Oh, I'm just looking. Oh, well, what do you do? Oh, I, you know, I do this. Oh, and do where do you live? Oh, I live in town. Uh-huh. Do you have a, do you have a place in the weekend? Yeah. So now I know, okay, this is what you do for a living. You do live in town, so, you know, I know what kind of climate you're dealing with. Oh, you do have a house on the weekend, so you have casual clothes that you might need. And that's going to help me, mm-hmm. um, you know, relate to you on a different perspective and show you things that might be applicable to your lifestyle, which I think is very important. So I agree with you completely on that. Yeah. I would love to talk with you about this very topic for like three hours because I think my, my wife and, and my wife, of course, is the fashionista, you know, amazing um, and really passionate about it and a collector and wonderful with her fashion. But, you know, she's also runs global sales for a very large company. So she's learned Socratic selling techniques, for example, to learn what the wants and needs of prospect customers are. And that is typically a weakness that I continue to see within the fashion industry. And, and you know, Byron, you know, tell me what you're looking for today. You know, um, you know, what, what, what are the pain points for, for your, in your closet? How can I help you with your needs? You know, are you open to seeing, you want to see some of the new stuff that's out or, you know, I mean, those are like simple questions that get right to it. The, the, the purchasing decision and the wants and needs of the customer. It's so hard to, to do that. And I, and I get the challenge and, but you're right. I have one more question for you. You know, let's take Louis in Boston, right? I mean, they live to help customers, right? And they, they actually want their customers, don't they, to go in and say, I need a stylist and I want you to share ideas with me. Don't you think a lot of people have a phobia for that, that they think that that's somehow intrusive? And, 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 and shouldn't they be open to that, literally letting somebody um, really uh, advise them? What's your take on that? I'm sorry. Say that to me one more time. So you're saying like, this, are you talking about people wanting to work with stylists? I'm I'm just a little confused. Yeah, shouldn't we be open to wanting to, to work with stylists? You know, and and how does one do that? Because I think stylists are so critical to the overall fashion community. Yet very few people know stylists or know that they're available in a place like Louis. Um, and could get incredible ideas from stylists, shouldn't we be open to that? That's my question. Well, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's better if, if you're open to it. Um, you know, I think that, um, I think that, um, you know, it's like you're getting someone's opinion and, you know, and expertise on how to make the most out of your wardrobe and give you ideas that you might not have yourself, and I love, you know, Louis, oh my God, I love Louis of Boston. I remember when Louis was on Boylston Street when I was a kid, before they moved, um, and the place that they were now actually used to be Bomba Tower. That's how far back I go. Uh, <laughs> but I think that, um, yeah, I think that, I think people are intimidated, and you know, a stylist, and they, and they get scared. First of all, they think that it's going to be like money, 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 right? Like, And it doesn't necessarily have to be. I also... For me, honestly, Byron, in my heart, I just want to help. I just want to make you feel great. I just want to empower you. And I really come from that place. I think sometimes people in the fashion world get a bad rap because A, they're like divas or B, they're pushy or C. It's all about relating to people. And I think that if if you can open your mind and your heart, you know, to 
um, maybe working with a stylist or working with someone that is a personal shopper in a store, it just can be beneficial. And if you're like a business person and you have no time, that's really where the convenience comes in, right? Because you don't maybe want to have to think about it. You just want to be able to put, because this is what I hear from people all the time. I don't want to think about it. I just want to know I look great. You know, I, I'm, in, I'm in a high-powered business. I've got, you know, I'm trying to make deals and do things. And I just want to be able to walk into these presentations or walk into work every day or go to these events at night and just feel and look great. And I don't have the time to devote to doing it. And, and that's why I talk about in the book having a closet full of perfect time. So that everything in your closet is a 10 and you pull it out. It's in the right color for you or the right silhouette and you look amazing and everything. I'm talking about t-shirts, jeans, gym wear, suits, ties, dresses, yeah, like everything. And there's no reason that that can't be. And that's, that was my original point that I was making when we first started talking. You got to wear something, right? You can't go naked. So <laughs> might as well be something that's great on you. Whether you're going to the gym, you're working out, you're taking a walk with the dog or you're going to, you know, a fantastic event. That's how I see it. I want to talk with you online before I do. It's so wonderful to hear from you. I would love to have you to my house and and look through both my (laughs) closets and my wife and have so much fun talking about probably some incredible disasters. I I went into a Robert Graham funk and just could not buy enough Robert Graham, but you know, it, it does get a little monotonous to a Robert Graham all the time. Do you know what I mean? It's like you just can't you can't but anyway, I thought you'd find that funny. But let's talk online for a second. What, what what's happening online? You know, how are our? Is it possible to to connect with my inner personality and express who I am with my clothing by shopping online? You know, tell us about oh, that. Lord, I mean, I don't know. I'm, you know, I respect that. That is like a obviously it's huge, right? It's like it's like changed the whole business model of. Uh, retail and and clothing, um, so I'm I certainly respect that. Um, for me personally, I'm just not a fan of online. This is how I think online works. Oh my god, I'm going to get so much and so much trouble for this. But this is what I think. I mean, I, I want to say J Crew, we love you. You know, um, Zappos, we love you. Guild.com, we love you. You know, kiss kiss kiss. I love you all. But I think that. Um, I, I find, for me, this is just my opinion, I think that what's smart is, in other words, so let's say you know that you look great as a woman in Lise leggings, right? Lise leggings fit you, you've had them before, they look amazing on you, you know what size you are, and then you go online and you want to buy more because you know that the fit is good, or Levi's jeans, or, you know, uh, Ralph Lauren. So that's when I think online can be great. So much of the time, it's hard to tell what color it is. It's hard to tell what the fabric really, you know, looks like and feels like, more importantly. You'll never know what that fabric feels like until you get it in your house and see if you like it. And that's where I think online is just tricky. So I think the most effective online shopping is garments that have proved well for you previously and brands that have proved well for you previously that you own. And then when you want to expand upon that and you go online and you are able to purchase that way, I think those are usually successful. And sometimes, and some people, listen, I know people that love it, right? They just have, it's like a career. Like they get stuff that comes, they try it all on, they have their little fittings with their 
girlfriend or a family member, and then they send stuff back that doesn't work, and it just, you know, boxes are coming and going all the time, and some people really dig it. I just, it just, it's a very personal thing. I am someone, I just love to be in a store um, with clients, and that, and I think, again, for the touchy-feely moments, and I think that's, that's been, you know, more successful for me, but that's just how I so wise and so wonderful to have you on the show today, George. Really a lot of fun. <laughs> I have to say, I really am enjoying talking with you. And anytime you want me to come to Boston, it's just a train right away. I, you and your wife, I, you know, we can do it. We'll go shopping. We'll do the closet yeah. thing. I'll, I'll give you the George B. style treatment. Oh, well, it, it, we, would, we would love that. And let's definitely get in touch on that. George, how, who do you want to get a hold of you? I'm curious. Um, and, and how do they get a hold of you? Well... I'm uh, georgebstyle.com is my website, and please feel free to tweet me at georgebstyle on Twitter. Um, also on Instagram, I'm on georgebstyle, and on Facebook, I have a fan page, georgebstyle, and my personal page is georgebrescia. So you can get me, you can tweet me, you can Instagram me, and you can Facebook me, or you can certainly go to my website and see georgebstyle. And you know what I will tell you? It's kind of fun. I also have my own web series on a platform called stage17.tv. It's called Dress Up with George B. Style. And it's me dressing all of the Broadway stars for their big openings here in New York. And it's really fun little episodes. They're about 12 to 15 minutes long. And you meet the different stars in the Broadway shows. And we go backstage and we go to the opening night party and you get to see it all on stage17.tv. So that's a lot of fun too. George, once again, just fantastic to have you on the show. The book is Change Your Clothes, Change Your Life. Go buy it now. That's my recommendation. I'm not only going to go buy it now, I'm going to go George to sign it because we will definitely hook up again. George, thanks so much for being on the show today. Uh, my pleasure. I really had a blast. Thanks, for, thanks very much. Good stuff. Until next week, everybody, I hope your life's a little smarter, better, and faster and much more in tune with your inner self and fashion. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.